it's Justin Nelson here again with the Icon Podcast, and I just wanted to say I'm super excited about today's podcast from the standpoint of we have a super high producer from a market that didn't have a lot of EXP agents in their market at all prior to him jumping over. We've actually interviewed one of his RevShare group members as well in the past, so we'll talk a little bit about that, but Gusty, I just want to say thank you so much for jumping on with us today. Yeah, man. Glad to be here and I appreciate the invite and let's go. Absolutely. Well, we say this on all podcasts for those that are listening in. The reason why we started the Icon podcast is because when I came to EXP, I knew nothing about the Icon. No one had told me about it or if they did, I didn't understand it. And so we want to make sure that everybody understands what the Icon is and even more above and beyond that, pick the brains of the top 2% of the EXP ecosystem that have gotten the award of the Icon agent. So Gusty, I personally don't know you super well outside of all the rumors that I hear about you, the good, the <laughs> bad things, and uh, mostly good, but I would love for you just to kind of share with us um, kind of your real estate journey. You know, yeah. where, where have you been in real estate and how did you get over to EXP over the last few years? And I know you were talking about you've had some transition, you have a brokerage. So I would just love yeah. for you just to tell us all about that. Yeah, it's all good. So, uh, so I run uh, the Gusty Goulas Group. Um, we are the number one team in the Birmingham market. So we've got, we just added a few more agents this week. So I think we're at 28 agents on our team. Um, and so we've been uh, a real trends top team for, I don't know, the last four, five, six years. Um, and in this past year, they actually uh, said that we're the number one team in the large category for the state of Alabama. So that's pretty cool. That's uh, awesome. So, so totally dig that. Um, and uh, so I've been a past president of the uh, Birmingham Association of Realtors. I used to own my own independent real estate brokerage called Brick Realty. And we made the merge over to EXP uh, really about uh, 13 months ago. Um, so uh, we were number three in our market, number four. So number three in units, number four in volume uh, from a brokerage standpoint. And um, yeah, so, yeah, I'd say a lot of people ask us, like, how many, how many deals are you doing? Uh, on a yearly basis. Like last year we did 405 deals for um, I think 96 million bucks in volume. So we're on pace for like 450 this year. Um, and so then I've got some long-term goals to get to a thousand units in a year. I've seen other people, other friends have done it. And I mean, heck if they can do it, why can't we? So. I love that. I love that, man. So talk to me a little bit. Like you've obviously had your own brokerage. You've been in brokerages. Like for you at such a high producing level, like there was no shortage of opportunity. Any company in town would have taken you on, you know? And so for you, what, how'd you hear about EXP to start? And then ultimately like, what's the one thing that made you go, ah, I'm joining EXP. Even if it's not your favorite thing about EXP now, yeah. like what was the one thing that made you take a look at the model and end up joining? Yeah, you know, I mean, originally when I looked at it was, um, I guess, I guess originally when I looked at it in depth, um, it came from just a, a friend uh, in my network that that wanted me to take a look at it, and, and out of respect for for him, uh, I took a look at it, and I just wasn't in the position a couple of years ago to to make any kind of change. I mean, we were pretty much at the height of our uh, independent brokerage, and and everything was going well. But when I did look at the model originally, well, now it'd been three years ago. Um, I was like, holy cow, like this, this is, this is, um, it's going to do some damage in the real estate brokerage world. Um, and I think at that point it was like 2000 agents and, um, and I just knew, I knew what it could do. 
Um, and just like anything, when you've got like, you know, great leadership and great people that jump on board, then you can see, you know, how things grow. But, um, you know, I, growing, a, uh, growing an independent brokerage, what I realize is, you know, the question I always ask my folks is what is in the best interest of all of my agents? And, um, and, you know, quite frankly, as an independent broker, like we were doing everything that we could to create an hour of content for training on a weekly basis. Um, and, and it was difficult, uh, not only running a team, but running a brokerage, but, um, you know, coming up with content for trainings and always, you know, uh, there was one, th there was a six month period where we created six, I think six brokers in six months in our market whether so either somebody they went to be a broker at another company or started their own company. And, um, you know, I tell you what the real basis was what I thought was what I, what was in the best interest of all of my agents was going to a company like EXP and having more training opportunities and more, you know, wealth building opportunities through having stock portfolios, having revenue share. And like, I mean, the way I look at like revenue share is like, this is a, this is a, your own, you own, you own your own brokerage and everybody that you recruit to the company, you are financially invested in their interest of growing their, their business. And that's in essence a brokerage. So it's a lot less risk. And, um, and that was one of the big things that I realized like as a, as a broker owner of a company is like, there's a ton of risk and we would, we would get sued. And, yeah. um, you know, that, that's just something that happens in the real estate world is, um, you know, people get a little sue happy. And so, um, you know, the, there's, I tell you, I can go through a long list of positives and negatives, but, you know, at the end of the day, I always ask what is in the best interest of all my agents. And I thought that, you know, partnering with the XP was, was definitely the way to go. Um, just made the most sense. And yeah, you're right. I could have gone anywhere. Um, had a, had a really fantastic offer to merge um, with another real estate brokerage that would have made me a millionaire, but you know, it, it just didn't feel right and didn't think it was the right move. And, and so we partnered with EXP a year ago and, you know, I, that's, I do it again. Um, I think it's the right move. And um, I, I see a, um, it's, to me, it's putting my family in, in the best position possible and, and putting all my agents in the best position possible. And, and I look at my agents as my work family and, and I love that. I, I've got to take care of them too. So yep. no, I love that. So talk to me a little bit because all independent brokerages are set up a little bit differently. So before you made the move to EXP, was your independent brokerage run like a true team style where everybody was kind of under the directive of you or were they all able to do their own thing? And yeah. if so, did you have a team that reported to you or were you just kind of doing production and managing the brokerage? Yeah. So we had, um, you know, I mean, my, my kind of niche was growing teams. And so at one point we had four of the top five teams uh, in our market uh, at the company. So we did a really good job of building teams and, um, and we had plenty of single agents, but uh, I mean, you know, you could, we weren't really a, like a hybrid brokerage or a team, team of brokerage, whatever they want to call it. But um, you know, I mean, we were, we were just, a we, we ran actually a pretty similar model to, to EXP where we, you know, single agents with a cap. And, um, we, at that point we had three offices for brick. Um, and so now, um, and we had different brokers at each office in, but you know, it was interesting is like, I wasn't, I was only the broker at my company for six months. 
And, um, and so that was, that was a tough piece because, you know, being the broker is, is probably one of the most difficult uh, jobs in real estate. Uh, it is probably the most unappreciated uh, jobs in real estate. And because they uh, only come to you if they have a problem. Yeah, man. So I enjoy like the fun parts of, uh, of real estate and like the marketing, the plans of action. And, and I'm able to do that on a whole another level. And, and, you know, with, with partnering with EXP allows me to, you know, let them focus on brokerage operations and what EXP is fantastic at. And it allows me to help, you know, pour into agents and help get them to where they want to go. And, um, and so, you know, it's kind of like, you know, with, with running the independent brokerage now I'm focused on my strengths and I've gotten rid of all of my weaknesses with this partnership. I love that. I love that. So it sounds like a big reason for your move was not like financial reasons for yourself. You might've had better options immediately for cash in your pocket, but it was a long-term, how can I help my agents make more money, get them better trained because that will make them more money in the long run and you more money in the long run. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, it, what's interesting is I actually took a pay cut to come to EXP okay. and, and I took a step back to, in my opinion, is taking a leap forward. Um, it's definitely put my agents in a better position. Uh, you know, if, if folks that, you know, folks that have come on board with me that were icons, um, you know, they, they'd be, you know, probably have sixty seventy thousand $70,000 worth of stock right now. Um, and, and all they did was selling real estate, <laughs> That's crazy. you know, so, and, and I wouldn't have been able to do that as a independent broker. Like there's just, I haven't found anything that could compare to that. I love that. I love that. So talk to me because a lot of people may be listening to this today and they might be in different positions. Maybe they're a brand new agent. Maybe they're an independent brokerage, but let's go from the independent brokerage side for a second. Mm -hmm. What was your biggest fear about moving to EXP if you had any at all as terms of who was going to come with you and who was going to leave you? Because I know for a lot of us, we have these limiting beliefs on, well, we're going to lose 90% of our people because they don't want to go to this brokerage with me. So what did you do to kind of tell your team, hey, I looked at this, we're looking at that, or what did that entire process look like during a transition of trying um, to get your people to come with you? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, um, that's difficult. Um, I think it's a lot easier to bring a team over than a brokerage um, because teams, you know, they're, they're, uh, a little bit more um, together than brokerages, in my opinion. So, like, I only lost one person from my team um, that that when we made the transition. I lost actually half of my brokerage uh, when we made the transition. And, you know, I think part of it is, uh, you know, looking back, um, I think I rolled it out wrong, uh, if I want to be real transparent. Um, but you know, we did, um, I had, I had buy-in from all of my leadership going into our unveiling. Um, and, uh, unfortunately we had a leak and, um, and, and had somebody kind of tell a competitor and, um, and, uh, and so that kind of threw off a lot of our plans and, and really put us in kind of a bad position. So, you know, the hard part is I felt like I was doing things right. And, and no matter, no matter what you could do, you got to plan for, plan for the wrong sometimes. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not an easy thing to move, move a, a brokerage because you've got to be, you've got to be very uh, quiet about it because you're not a hundred percent. Like if you're thinking about making the move, you're not a hundred percent. Hey, am I making the move? And then at that point is like, when you make the decision, Hey, I want to move my brokerage. Now you've got to figure out how do you tell everybody? 
and and it's it's not easy and and people loved our our brand um and and it was it was difficult it was a very difficult move and i think you know with with pressure with emotional you know everything was very emotional and and i think people make sometimes people can make really bad decisions and in in an emotional state and and i and i had, i lost one whole office and i and they were it was the top office in that market and wow. and i lost a whole office and i think really it boiled down to um i think my leadership uh, folded under pressure. And, and if I, if, if my leadership stood strong at that point, we'd be the number one, we would continue to be the number one brokerage in that market. Now, granted, you know, things happen for a reason. And um, again, I would, I would completely do the same thing. I'd roll it out a little bit differently, but I, I am much happier not running a brokerage um, I'm more pleasant to be around, <laughs> not running a brokerage. And, and it's allowed me to focus more on growing the team, which is, um, you know, I, I basically I, I make more, you know, money growing a team and, uh, and then like growing, growing EXP, that's, that's more for fun for me. Yeah. And, and I have had fun growing that. I love that. I love that because you, you talked about and we, you know, we interviewed someone that's in your market that you brought over to eXp. And so what I find super fascinating is that person and people in your market, they don't have to be aligned with you in your brokerage setup or your mega agent team. They can be people that have already been on their own. They're very independent, but they can still tap in to your knowledge, your collaboration. And now if they come and join with you, you have financial incentive to help them. And it just fosters this really good environment. So what does that look like in your market? Where have you guys gone over the last, you know, year or so that you've been at eXp and, you know, what does that look like for you? How are you building that part of your business as well? Yeah, I think the, the term I use is financial alignment. And, and we do have a vested interest in people that we, um, that we bring on board. Um, and so, you know, th those people have more of an opportunity at my time, um, because I, ha I do have that vested interest, but we, we made the change over 13 months ago. Uh, EXP was less than 1% market share. Like, I mean, brick, my old brokerage had more market share than EXP did in this market. Crazy. And, um, so EXP was less than 1% market share. Um, and last I looked a week or two ago, we were at 3.9% market share. Um, I, the first thing I did first day over at eXp was I said, all right, by 2025, we're going to do 25% market share. And, um, and so like out of, out of the shoot, um, we came out pretty strong of saying 25% market share. And all I'm trying to do is get to 5% by the end of this year and we're on pace. And, you know, the, the discussions are happening with top agents, with brokerages in our market. Um, you know, people that, you know, have, are, are, are tired having all the risk and liabilities and, and they're wanting a little bit more collaboration. And, you know, now I get to, to partner with people and um, that I wasn't able to having my independent brokerage. Now I'm able to grow outside of my market and pour into people and, and, and say an hour away, two hours away, three hours away in Montgomery and in Auburn. But, you know, what's interesting is like tomorrow morning, I've got a phone call at 6am with somebody in India. So it's allowed me to, you know, not only grow locally, but grow throughout the state, throughout the region, throughout the country, and, and actually globally. So um, we've seen a, a huge, like, we've had some great 
agents come on board, some top agents. Um, and, uh, and, and I tell you, you know, one of the big things is I, I want collaboration. I want our agents to be able to work well. And no matter if they're in our group locally or not, you know, I want us to be very collaborative and, um, and because we can all, uh, benefit by being the number one company in our market. And that's our goal. I love that. I love that. So tell me, I would love to pick your brain on one thing specifically because you talked about it earlier. You talked about the training because, you know, I used to run a team of 15 people and I felt like, I mean, at the time I was at KW, so one of the best training organizations in the world in real estate, put it right up there against DXP all day long. And yet I was still making training for our team that was specific to our tools. And I felt like I was always in a turn. So talk to me a little bit about like, what is the training piece done for your agents? How have they plugged into that after coming from where you guys were always scrambling to put that out? How have they accepted that? And what does that look like for your agents? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, we, there's, there's really too much training. Um, I just tell folks, look, you've got 50 to 70 hours of live training. You've got on-demand training. I mean, like you got too much damn training. Focus on one training a week. Just do one training a week. Don't get overwhelmed because guess what? We can, we can go into workplace. Most, a lot of them are recorded or we can go into the on-demand library, but just focus on one thing, but just focus on getting better each week and, and learn about maybe it's you know, specializing in, in selling condos or maybe it's how to work with, you know, clients from an Indian background, how to, you know, there's different trainings that you can get better on. And, um, and I think it's been, been helpful for folks. Um, but you know, what's crazy is like people want training. They're like, that's probably like the number one thing that people want when uh, out of a brokerage, but then they don't go to it. So, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but there is plenty of training here. There's more training than you could ever imagine. There's uh, so much training. It might stall your growth because you're just in training 24 seven. It's so, crazy. I love it, man. I love it. Well, talk to me about the Icon Award because you're obviously recruiting people in a whole bunch of different markets and there it is right there. Yep. Um, a lot of you guys know, like we said earlier, when I came to ESPN, I knew nothing about the Icon. So if you got people listening right now, because I know your name's all over the internet. They may have came across this on YouTube, on a podcast. Can you tell me what the Icon looks like in your market? Like how many homes would you estimate that someone would have to sell to qualify for the Icon Award and what financial benefit is it providing people and their families when they hit that status? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Icon is a huge award and, you know, in our market, our market, our average is about 250. And so, you know, the easiest way to say is it's probably about 30 deals. It, it's give or take, um, you know, plus or minus a few deals, but we'll just say 30 deals is kind of a guesstimate. Well, you know, you're going to have your 80, 20 with a 16 K cap. So you're going to cap, then you're going to have your $250 transaction fee. You're going to hit 20 of those. And at that point you qualify for icon. So, you know, I don't know of anybody else in the country that says rewards their agents to say, Hey, you've kicked butt. So guess what? You're, we're going to give you stock in the company. So you're so awesome. And for selling a lot of houses, we're going to give you stock. So um, that's pretty awesome. So that's what's the icon and how it works from that, um, that standpoint is you get $8,000 worth of stock when you hit icon and pass the icon interview. Then you have a year to complete what's called a, like a cultural piece of icon. And that's whether it's 
you know, being a teacher um, and, or being a part of the, the, the interview committees for ICON or different things. So, you know, giving back to the company is, is the easiest way to put it. So once you complete that, you get $4,000 worth of stock. If you go to one of our events, so we've got two events a year. Obviously, COVID has changed that a little bit, but typically EXPCon is in um, Vegas. Shareholder Summit is in Orlando. If you go to those events, you get $2,000 worth of stock back. So you have the ability to get up to $16,000 worth of your cap back in stock. And uh, that's pretty sweet. So like, for example, um, I capped back in May. So I got my initial $8,000 worth of stock at an average of like $7. Well, that our stock is at like 42 bucks now. So, you know, I just six X um, that. So, so me capping, I, I turned in, you know, $21,000 of the company. Um, well, it's actually, you know, worth 42,000 bucks right now. So, and that was just in four months, but you know, I run a mega agent icon team. So we have to hit, you know, we have to do more units than, than that 30. So, you know, most of my deals, I'm, I'm half an agent. So I've got to do at least 60 deals. Um, and then on top of that, from being a mega agent is I have to have at least 10 agents on my team that are cappers. And so by being on a mega agent team, we have 4,000 R caps. So it's, um, it's a little bit more difficult uh, because you have to focus on so many people capping, um, but was, uh, was able to knock it out in a few months. I love that. I love that. I mean, I think even if you just took it for its root, because I bet you're going to be in the business at least 10 more years. And so if you take $16,000 and it keeps continuing for 10 years, you know, you're at $160,000 worth of stock given to you. I think we ran the number that if it just averaged, it didn't go up crazily, it didn't go down crazily, it st stood market average, you would have three, $400,000 in stock just from a compounding effect, which is life changing yeah. for anybody. And that all they had to do was cap. That's it. Yeah. Cap plus some deals. You just did, did what you typically do. <laughs> you know, yeah. you just, you just sold real estate like, like you would do at any company. And, and here's the thing, like you can sell real estate at any company. Nobody cares where you're at. They don't care if you're at EXP. They don't care if you're at brick. They don't care if you're at insert company. They care that you are the agent that's going to get the job done. That's the company. And uh, you are the company. So it doesn't matter where you're at. It's just a huge opportunity for you to take advantage of uh, by being at EXP. So it's a huge perk. Um, that's just one of them. I mean, and you got the agent equity program. Uh, hopefully you've taken advantage of that where I put, you know, 5% of my commissions to, to buy stock at a 10% discount. And um, that, that's been my best investment all year. Right I love that. I mean, it, it, I think someone told me the other day, we were kind of comparing it as like, literally you're paying someone a dollar and getting a dollar and 10 cents back. Like it's literally just trading money, instant cash in, like there's no reason not to do it. Yeah. And so if you guys don't know what that is, we'll put some details down below. Basically every time you do a deal, you can buy discounted stock. So even if you don't want to participate in recruiting or rev share, and you don't really want to focus on anything, that's just free money that's given to you for doing what you do every single day. No, I, I love that, man. So you, you talked about something earlier and I kind of kept it in the back of my brain here. You talked about when you looked at the model, you didn't even really have an interest in moving. 
you did it out of respect for someone else that brought it to you. So I know a lot of people listening today, they might have like I had, I had a little bit of an ego. I had to kick off and get rid of a problem in my career. And then, but I had to look at the model. And so a lot of people listening are big producers. They might got some of that ego in the way. And they think that every time they get reached out to, that it's annoying, it's being recruited. And number one, I'll say on here, if you're being recruited, that's a good thing. People want you. Curtis Johnson says, if you're not being recruited, you might be need to be a little concerned about your business. Um, but so talk to me about that. Like, so you said out of respect, you ch checked out the model. What is your philosophy on what people should do when they're approached about EXP? Like, cause a lot of people just shut it down. So I, I want, I'd love to hear your business mind on that. Cause I think a lot of people don't look at opportunity where I think as business owners, we should always be analyzing opportunity for our people, for our family, et cetera. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think it's very important to, I mean, look, we've got to make the best decisions for, for our family first. And if somebody's bringing you an opportunity that, you know, hey, this is a model that, um, that could benefit you and benefit your family, why would you not look at it? Um, you know, look, timing is not always going to be right. I mean, I looked at it two years or three years ago. It wasn't right. It just was not the right timing. Did I like it? Absolutely. Uh, did I think it was going to go somewhere and have some legs? hundred percent. Was it the right timing for me? No. And, and I, and I think about it like, man, it would have been pretty cool to come over three years ago, but it's still like when I came over was the absolute right time for me. And um, I think it's just worth a look. I mean, what's the worst case that could happen if you did take a look at it? You said no, and then, you know, you might change your mind later. Um, here's what I can tell you. It's not about if it's going to hit in your market. It's about when it's going to hit in your market. Um, you know, think of it as, you know, an investment. Like, we've, we've got a couple of a, a neat neighborhoods in our market. Like, one of them's called Crestwood, and uh, I used to live in it uh, back in the day. And uh, I wish I would have bought a lot of houses in Crestwood 10 years ago, but I didn't. Um, so this is kind of like your opportunity to invest in your future. So like, I look back at it as like, all right, if you had the opportunity to invest in Crestwood 10 years ago, would you do it all day long? I would have bought every house if I would have had the ability to. All right. Well, if you would have, if there was another neighborhood called Norwood in this market, if you would even three years ago, if you would have had a chance to buy some houses three years ago in that market, would you do it? Absolutely. It's the same way with EXP. Like, the 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 leadership and where this place is going and growing um it is i it's going to be a hard like I, I feel bad for the other brokerages i really do because um you know i think we're at like thirty four thousand agents currently and and i really feel that we're going to be at least a four hundred thousand agent company globally i think it's very possible that i mean there's been some talk of a million i think that's crazy but um, that's insane. Hey, I like crazy, yeah. but I really do think it's going to be a 400,000 agent company. And, um, you know, I've even had people say like, Hey, have you sold any of your stock? Nope. I'm keeping it. Cause I know where it's going. I know where we're going. I know where we're growing. Uh, I know the talent that's on board, you know, um, you know, Justin, you've made a big name for yourself in real estate and, um, and, you know, you saw something special in EXP enough for you to move from a company that you were, you know, you loved. And, um, and guess what? I had my own company that I loved. But sometimes there's better things that are out there. 
Well, I think, I think it's crazy because I think Chad talked about this and he's in your market. And if you guys haven't listened to Chad's podcast, go check it out because they're connected. Um, yeah. What's really cool that I find is he said something kind of funny. He's like, like Justin, we forget that agents switch brokerages all the time. Like, mm-hmm. like for some reason for high producers, we forget that like, it's actually normal to switch brokerages. And he said, he said the worst thing that was going to happen when he made a move as worst case is that he didn't like it. He could always go back. They would take him back in a heartbeat and he's back to where he was right? Nothing lost. And so I love that, man. Well, for people listening, you obviously run a big team. I got some really good success. What are the buzzword cities that you mostly serve for if anybody's like, you know what, Augusti, I really align with your vision, you know, your your energy and they want to either number one, send you referrals or number two, they want to partner with you. Number one, if you want to partner with Augusti, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You could be in India, Mexico, wherever, reach out to him, see what EXP is about, pick his brain on it. But as far as referrals go, what are your guys' main service areas currently in the Alabama yeah. area? Yeah, so we're, just think of Birmingham, Alabama, and we're, we do everything within a 45-mile radius. So uh, if, if, if it's in Alabama, uh, Birmingham is, is the, the main city uh, for Alabama. So we cover that, and uh, that's going to be the best one for people to know. I love that. I love that. So, man, I just want to say I appreciate you being on here today. I mean, just the fact that we can collaborate and we didn't even really know each other before the podcast today, I think just shows the power of EXP's willingness to give mm-hmm. back among the community. And so if you guys are watching Gusty, please reach out to him. Pick his brain. He's got options for you guys to align with him as well um, at EXP. So, man, I really appreciate uh, you coming on with us today. And before we go, the last thing I want from you is what are you most excited about for your mega agent team over the next year with EXP? I tell you, um, we, uh, I just brought my wife on uh, as chief marketing officer. And uh, my, my wife has 10 years of marketing experience from a healthcare standpoint, from a big bank standpoint. So, I tell you what I'm most excited about is being able to grow this team and, and we've got a long-term goal to hit a thousand units and um, you know, it's uh, I have, I'm fully confident that that's going to happen and with the right people that we partner with, you know, it's uh, it's, we've got the marketing tools. Now we just need the talent. I love that you bring your better half on and uh, there's no reason you don't at least hit 800 next year with that on your team. There you go. That's right. I love it, man. Well, I appreciate you being on today. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge. And uh, if you guys still don't understand what the icon is for any reason, please reach out to Gusty. It's a life-changing award that if you're selling 30 homes or if you're on your way to selling 30 homes at some day, please check out the model. Talk with Gusty. And Gusty, I appreciate you being on today, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. With that being said, guys, signing off from the Icon Podcast. Until next time, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week.